0: Bibles this morning to 1 Samuel, chapter seven. I want to ask you, those of you that call Christ Chapel home, and even if you're visiting with us, to join me uh, in the next twenty-one days, praying and fasting for not only your personal devotion, but for our local church. Uh, Oftentimes, churches struggle when we cease praying, we become anemic, we live out of our memory. But I want to invite you for the next 21 days, beginning today, to take a meal or two. Uh, Some can fast longer than others, but if you will, even though you've not had time to think of it or about it, how much time does, do we need to think about drawing closer to the Lord in the beginning of the year? So if you'll join me for the next 21 days in fasting and praying, and I invite you to at least a meal a day. And, and for those of you that are new believers, which means if your lunch is from 12 to 12.30, instead of eating at your desk or going out, you just go get in your car or in the break room and spend that time with the Lord and pray for our individual lives, and our collective life here at Christ Chapel. If you will join me in this 21-day journey, as the Lord leads you, I just want you to slip your hand up and hold it up for just a moment. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Turn in your Bibles this morning to 1 Samuel chapter 7. And stand with me one more time if you're able, and I won't ask you to stand no more. 1 Samuel 7, beginning with verse 1. If you're there, say amen. I'll be preaching out of the King James uh, Version this morning, which is the Bible Paul preached out of. You know. <laughs> Sorry. And the men of kerjath Jerem came and fetched up the ark of the Lord, or the presence of the Lord, and brought him into the house of Abinadab in the hill, and sanctified Eleazar his son to keep the ark. It came to pass while the ark abode in Jearim, and the time was long, for it was twenty years. And all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. And Samuel spake unto the house of Israel, saying, If you'll just return to the Lord God with your hearts, and put away the strange gods and Ashtoreth from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve Him only, God will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth and serve the Lord only. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. And they gathered together to Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord, which that's kind of like symbolic of our tears. We're pouring out repentance before you. And they fasted on that day and said, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of the Lord there, which meant in God's proxy, He said, yes, you have sinned, and God will give you grace for that sin. And when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together to Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines came up against them. And when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of them. And the children of Israel said to Samuel, who was the prophet, who in Old Testament times, the prophet was the voice of the Lord. It would be the same as if God were talking. And they cried unto Samuel, or to the voice of the Lord, and they said, Cease not to cry unto God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. And Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering, holy unto the Lord. And Samuel, a type of Christ as well, cried unto the Lord for Israel. And the Lord heard him. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines. And discomfited them, confused them, bombarded them. And they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came unto Bethkar. And Samuel took a large stone and set it between Mizpah and Shen, and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, and they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. You may be seated in the Lord's presence this morning. If the Lord allows, I'll be beginning a series next Sunday that I had planned to start this Sunday. In 21 years, the Lord has allowed me the opportunity to speak on it twice. And the subject matter is, there are four things that are exceedingly small in the earth, but they're exceedingly wise as well. The ant, and the rock badger, and the locust, and the spider. But two days ago in my office... This verse just jumped out of my devotional time. And I've never preached from this text. And I feel that I have a word from the Lord for this church. And some would say, well, you're always supposed to have a word from the Lord. Well, sometimes you preach the word of the Lord, which is the more sure word of prophecy. You preach from the scriptures. And other times, you know you have a distinct message for a distinct people on a specific day. And I want to use this phrase this morning. Uh, First of all, let me pray. Oh, Lord... I just humble myself before you, and I'm asking that you would anoint me with your Holy Spirit. I have no strength, no capacity, no ability, no gifting, nothing that can help man. But, oh, Lord, your Spirit can quicken me and use me. And I'm praying, oh, Lord, if you have no uh, way to use me as you would, that you would speak in spite of me and let people leave today saying, this day I heard from God for my life, and I thank you in advance for it, Lord. And I thank you for giving me an opportunity to be a preacher. I'm so honored, oh Lord. Amen. Excuse me, I'm just emotional today. Sorry. No, don't excuse me. I'm that way all the time. So, okay. The Israelites, like us, found themselves under great oppression. And this pressure caused them to return to the Lord with all their heart. God uses pressure to turn people to Him. Some would say, oh, that's just jailhouse religion. They got thrown in jail and they got saved. I would submit to you, is there any other kind? Amen. The Bible says we don't seek after God, but when you hurt enough that you want to, or when you learn enough that you choose to, the Israelites were under constant attack from the Philistines and their families, a marauding army, and they turned back towards the Lord. 20 years. Had the presence of the Lord been in another town? And they just said, we've just lived without God's presence long enough. And they began to cry to the Lord. They repented of their idolatry. And only you know what your idols are. An idol can be anything that is preeminent in your life. Anything you will not let go of. Anything you will not submit to God. It doesn't have to be an evil thing to be an idol. And they repented of all of their idolatry. They were serving other gods. They recreated gods in their own image that would license them to do the things that the holy God would not allow them to do. So they repented. They turned to the Lord and they repented. And they asked Samuel. It's a beautiful type of Christ here. They said, cease not to pray for us before the Lord. And we know that Jesus Christ ever liveth to make intercession for us. And because he prays for us, Because he prays for us, the Lord, God Almighty, helps us. The word hitherto was that hitherto hath the Lord helped us. When God delivered the Israelites from the Philistines, Samuel put this huge stone and he named it Ebenezer. And like a hand pointing backwards in time, from the beginning when God called Abram out of the land of the Ur of the Chaldees, he said, hitherto, pick a spot. Go back as far as you want to. And on any page in the life of Israel, you'll find that the Lord has helped us. Up to this point has he been present. Up to this point has he been powerful. Up to this point he's been patient. Up to this point he's been enough. Up to this point he's been attentive. Hitherto from all the way back until now, God has helped us. And I want that to ring in this church, in our short little 21-year history, in my 30-year history of walking with the Lord On July of this year, I can say with integrity and all unction, hitherto has the Lord helped me up to this point. Listen to this. He has helped us in our sin. He has helped us in our confusion. He has helped us in our sickness, and he has helped us in our weakness. He's helped us in our rebellion, in our arrogance, in our indifference, in our immaturity. He has helped us in our relationships. He has helped us in our businesses. He has helped us in the darkness as well as in the light. He has helped us in honor. He's helped us in dishonor. He's helped us through perplexity and joy. He's helped us with open doors. He's helped us with closed ones. He's helped us as we asked, before we asked. And after we asked. He helped us in the valley. He's helped us on the plateau and as we've scaled mountains. He's helped us quickly and patiently, tenderly and with stern discipline. He's helped us behind the scenes and he's helped us in the public eye. He has helped us when we were desperate. Anybody here in this last year when you were desperate and you had no one else and God came to your rescue. He helped us in our desperation. He helped us when we were unaware one of the greatest shocks in heaven for those that have received grace is you're going to get to heaven and realize all the places that you never noticed God helped you. All the doors he closed where evil was coming against you. and You just thought that relationship just ended and you'll see in heaven that God said, no, they were to your harm and I disposed of them. I got rid of them. I moved them out. When you were unaware, we received help. He helped us by carrying us, and he helped us by caring for us. He helped us in the mundane, and he helped us in the miraculous. He helped us in big and small ways, through other people and all by himself. He helped us before we knew him. He helped us when we rejected him, and he's helped us since we walked away from him. He has helped us because we who are believers are his, and he has helped us because we are loved, because he is sworn to, and it is by this help. That we have come this far and we can look into an unknowing 2016 and say bring it on baby because up to this point the Lord has helped me. And if the Lord is on our side, if the Lord is on our side, it doesn't mean he keeps difficulty from us. It doesn't mean he keeps opposition and lack and sorrow from us. It means that whatever situation I find myself in, I am promised that the same Lord that helped me yesterday will help me tomorrow. Help. And for those of you that may not be Christians or you're in the valley of decision or you're looking... The Bible said it's this goodness that leads to you, you to repentance. When you realize, I haven't even been looking towards God, and He's helped me. He's protected me. At night, they were shooting up the club, and you snuck out. And those nights, we drove home drunk, and we don't remember driving home. Anybody else besides me? And no, He preserved me. He helped me to get to this place. And this is not just a change of heart and direction like when someone is born again. But I want to address to the believers this morning a change of your point of view. Hitherto, if the Lord has helped you, what if you carried that factual reality into your expectation of tomorrow? Drew said it. I'm not sure if we believe it, but he said it. Christ is the same yesterday Today and forever. All right. If you're waiting for me to preach, that was my introduction. So, But I won't be long. I promise. We have a contest with the Baptists. They, they beat us sometimes. They good folk, though. They keep businesses going around here. Okay. How many Baptist people here? Baptist, I love you. Thank the Lord for you. How many crazy Pentecostals like me? Okay. Y'all know what our church is? Can I, Before I even preach, let me help you. Let me help you. We're a mutt. We are straight up mutt. You look at us. We got the little girls, a dog that I rescued out here. They named him Little Girl Princess. I don't know what to call her. I'm out in the yard. Come in, little. Come, come in, dog. And the dog, people will say, oh, what kind is is she? And they'll say nice things like, I see a little shepherd. I'm like, no, a ferret and a weasel got together. I'm serious. uh, You look up ugly dog in the dictionary, and there's a picture of her just. But I'm telling you, mutts make the best dogs. I love it that you can walk into our church, and everybody don't look the same and don't act the same. I'm scared of churches where everybody looks alike. You walk in, and everybody jumps to their feet. You go, dear Lord. Or you walk in, and nobody moves. You know what they've done? They've took a little cookie cutter and said, if you want to be with us, this is how you look, and this is how we act. And you look at us, and we are all very different. <laughs> and I like it. Anyway, okay. So the Lord's helped us in our mutt condition. All right. Y'all ready for some notes? And you ought to always bring something to God's house, period. Period. And if you didn't, just bump the lady with the big purse and just do this and get a pen. Listen, it's not because I am noteworthy. When I come to God's house, it means I'm expecting you to speak. And if you speak to me, surely it's important enough to write down what God says to your heart. Oh, I just remember. Oh, really? You and your memory and my memory. I tell Kelly, you remember who we are and I remember where we're going. So write it down. Here we go. Number one, hitherto has the Lord helped us, dot, 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 number one, so we will not be silent. Psalms 91, 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and I trust him. I'm not embarrassed. I will be vocal. Listen, we've confused arrogant with vocal. You're not supposed to walk into work with a King James Bible on a dolly, pulling it in and hitting people over the head with it and drawing attention to yourself, but you ain't supposed to be silent either. I will tell of the Lord. I will speak of his goodness. I will speak of my history, my testimony. I will not be quiet. Have I told you about? Yes, you have. Wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure that this body was a billboard to the faithfulness of the Lord Jesus Christ I will not be silent with my testimony with my praise with my gratitude and with my worship of the Lord my God I will not be silent when I pray over my meal oh they don't let you pray in school you can't you can bow your head anywhere you might not can hold a prayer meeting can't stop me from praying I can pray with my eyes open looking straight at you Mouth closed in my spirit saying, thank you for cornbread, Lord. Thank you. (laughs) Vocal with our praise, our gratitude. Listen, vocal in our closet of prayer. I will not be silent. I will shut my door and pray in secret knowing that God is going to reward and help me in the open. I will not be quiet. I am not, nor I desire to be politically correct. I'm sorry. I desire to be spiritually correct. And David said, praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Praise his holy name. And then he wrote another psalm, and he said, early in the morning will I praise you. And that psalm wasn't good enough. Then he said three times a day Will I praise you I will thank you in the morning I will thank you at the noonday And then I'll thank you in the evening That psalm wasn't good enough He said seven times a day Lord will I speak of your wonderful works In the congregation of the righteous Breakfast, lunch, supper In between, brunch, afternoon And when I can't sleep I'll walk the floor And speak of how good you've been to me That psalm wasn't good enough Then he said his praise Shall continually be in my mouth continually I will not be silent why because of what he's done for me how he's carried me you don't have to look around you know who you are what he's forgiven us of as far as the east is from the west he's removed our transgressions from us my little girl Izzy spoke to me I believe the Lord prompted her because she's only three and a half. You know, mama's always reading Bible stories. Mama's doing the training at home while I'm here. I was sitting there holding her this morning. Got the fire going and the chocolate milk. That's our ritual. We stare at the fire and they fidget for an hour and a half and we drink chocolate milk and we talk. And she said, out of the blue. She goes, Daddy, he's washed my sins away. And I went, that's for my sermon. Thank you. I knew, I knew what it was. Out of... Children's mouths, he perfects praise. She doesn't even understand it. And her spirit man says, tell it, tell it, tell it. We will not be silent. And we will not be silent in our trust and expectation of him. This is where some of us fail the Lord all the time. No, we're not out partying anymore. We're not drinking and smoking weed and sleeping around. We don't do those Public things like that but our vocal expectation of the Lord is either not present or it's negative. Now I'm not talking about positive confession and pulling the slot machine and telling the Lord what He has to do, but I mean expectation. You remember when the disciples were on, on the, the lake and they were rowing against the wind and the storms come against them? It was horrible, And Jesus came to them walking on the water. And you know what they said? It's a ghost. I remember when the Lord dropped this in my spirit. said, they expected evil before they expected good. And some of you praise Him truly on Sunday and expect evil all week. Your vocal expectation is not genuine or it's not good. When the Lord answers prayer, you'll say stuff like, can you believe it? Yeah, that's why we prayed Yes. And what we need to do is repent of our silent spirit or our carnal anticipation that evil would find us on a lake of struggle before God would. And I hit something in, didn't I, Terry? Okay. Let's go to number two. Might make you feel better. <laughs> Hitherto if the Lord helped us, so we will not be fearful or anxious. Of nothing, no thing. Well, Brother John, come on. You you talk about this all the time. So you're saying we're not supposed to feel fear? No, of course. We're we're human. We fear these things, but we're not anxious. We process our feeling based on the hitherto. This comes against us in the report from the doctor, and we don't know how we're going to do. What if we process it through the hitherto? The same God that has sustained me will keep me until it's time for me to come home. I've committed it unto him, and he swore on his integrity he'd keep it until that day. I'll be afraid of no one or nothing. John, there's, there's a coven of witches <laughs> that are grouped together and they're praying against you and all the pastors. I don't care. They're praying to a God, small g. I am kept by the God, capital G. <laughs> oh, that's arrogant. No, that's trust. I'm not looking for a fight. I'm not going in, in their little pentagram and sitting down with them and eating Oreos. I'm not bothering. Can I tell you all something that's not in my notes just to give you all a little insight? This Kelly knows this. When we got married, she, it made her kind of nervous, but... Y'all would never believe I could make her nervous. Prim, proper, and I'll start to tell a joke, and she'll be on the front row going, Oh, Lord, help me, help me. When we go to outdoor events like fall festivals, fairs, downtown, you know, street party kind of stuff, you know, now they're just brazen. They'll put a tarot card stand up or, you know, Miss Marilyn or whoever, Dreamweaver or whatever. I always walk over to them. I love to get close. I do. I walk over because I can tell. What do you mean you can tell? I'm going to tell you the secret. If you're a spirit-filled believer, just walk over. Just stand real close while they're reading the person's palm and just kind of stand there and hang out. If they're fake, they don't bother you. Hi. Hey. They're just taking $10, $15 from them. But if they're for real, they'll look at you. And it just kind of messes up. The inter- it interferes, you know. And I love to stand there under my breath and pray in tongues, too. Just, just. And they'll look at you like this. I had a little girl walk in church one time. She was 15 years old. And she walked by me. She was, he hates your guts. In a man's voice. I said, tell him I hate him, too. <laughs> That's the truth. She walked up, tell him. We're not afraid. The Bible says, and in nothing. Terrified by your adversaries. Nothing. And that confidence in God is an evident token to them of their perdition and judgment. That confidence. Not in me. Not in me. But in the hitherto. If you process it through the hitherto, you know that his greatest threats, I'm going to do this to you, if God allows you will. And know this, that it's appointed unto man once to die. And God has planned for my exit. And until that day, you can't kill me. And after that day, the doctors cannot keep me alive. But my life is hid in Christ with God. Okay. Fearful of nothing or no one. No time, no place. Regardless of the threat, the opposition or the obstacles. Regardless of what is at stake. But John, you don't know what's at stake. You don't know what the odds are. And in nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Because God is for us, and God is in us, and God is after us. Be anxious for nothing, because we believe God, we trust upon God, we depend upon God, and we lean into God. Because in the end, our steps are ordered of the Lord, and our times are in His hands. So hitherto has the Lord helped us. And if you process your history, and the things you came out of that you didn't think you were going to come out of. And the things you came out of, you knew you weren't going to come out of. And you're standing today in a sanctuary. You might be broken or limp or sorrow-filled, but you're still... How are you still here? Because the Lord has helped you. The Lord doesn't keep... Let me just take them on here. When I say the Lord doesn't keep you from stuff, some people confuse disease with old. Old. The Lord healeth, you know, don't forget his iniquities. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. He forgiveth all my iniquities and healeth all my diseases. He don't heal of old. He doesn't heal old. Now, can he straighten up tendons and ligaments? Oh, absolutely. That's not a disease. That's old. I have not met anybody who has the thinning issue like me that the Lord just Maybe he has. I don't know. I don't know how I'd look with the big afro thing I had working in high school. Just, my hair didn't grow long. It just grew out like a chia pet. It just grew big. I wasn't as handsome as I am now, Kelly, a lot longer. Early on. The Lord doesn't keep us from old. He doesn't keep us from joint trouble and, you know, eyes going bad. Well, that's a disease. Not necessarily. I submit to you when you're 96 years old. Your eyes don't have a disease. They have 96. So this is not a magic confession that keeps us from stuff. What it is, it's a belief system that balances you out in all the in-between places. And you say, hmm, all I know, Mama Sheila says this all the time. All I know, all I know is the Lord's brought me this far. Now unto him that's able to keep me from falling and present me faultless before the lord so he's saving he's keeping and he's presenting where's the fear come in carnal reasoning you process what you see feel think and you process the outcome and fear comes in but if you run it through the hitherto it's like a filter it gets all that out of the way i'm not going to spend my life worrying. all right number three Hitherto has the Lord helped us, so we will not turn back. There are people in this room today, 2015, you started turning back to God from your turning back. You had turned away, now you're turning back. One of the things that keeps you from turning back to the world is remembering how faithful God has been and how good God has been to you. We will not turn back because our vows are upon us. If there was a way to put everyone in an individual seat, in an individual movie theater, just a movie theater box for one, and you got to watch a compilation, a highlight reel, if you will, of your vows to God. The beginning date, some of the low points, some of the high points. When you laid on your face before the Lord and you stretched out on the floor... And the tile floor was soaked with your tears. And you said, I will give you my life. Even when you act like you don't remember those vows, God did and does. I told him, I said, I'll preach for you as long as I live. Through failure, I've had to preach. Through depression, <laughs> I've had to preach. Through difficulty. And I'm not being a martyr. I'm telling you, it's just like you His vows are on me. Those vows. It's like when you tell your husband or your wife, in sickness and in health, for better or for worse, I'm amazed at the couples that leave one another and say, it's just not good anymore. What do you think worse means? For better or for worse? You got you some worse. (laughs) Worse. (laughs) Like worse. Like when you sit across at the breakfast table and you don't say it, but you think, I don't know of two people that I would rather not be at this table with you have those seasons. Oh, you newlyweds, don't listen. If you married longer than two weeks, you'll understand. You have you some worst days, weeks, months. And if you hang around and join the 30 and 40-year club, you may have a year or two. Where you go, we didn't get along in 2007. Too good. We didn't. <laughs> but my vows were upon you. What are you going to do with what you prayed? Well, this happened, and God let this happen, and this happened, and this preacher failed, and this this happened in the church. What are you going to do with your vows? I'm asking you. My vows to her aren't contingent upon any of you. And your vows to God aren't contingent upon any other person, dead or living. We will not turn back because we've come too far. I I blinked, and I'm 53. I did. When I was a youth pastor, my pastor was 35, and I knew he was old. I did. Man, he's old. Had that Pentecostal swirl going. Good guy, but he's old. And now I'm him plus 20? There, There comes times... Saints, and if you'll allow me, what I'm trying to do is stir, provoke, and solidify. That's what I'm trying to do here. Well, you just let common sense rule. How many years now, Wanda, have you walked with him? With the Lord? Twenty-five. Katrina? Twenty. Grandma, how many years? Thirty. Okay. There comes a time when you just do math. All right, I'm 53. If I live to be seventy-five. 22 years, I don't know, you know, your mind might start leaving you in your 60s. You don't know. I've got all this behind me. And I'm going to turn back to the world and try to relive my 20s and my 50s when heaven is right around the corner. Oh, hitherto if the Lord helped me. Why? Because he's bringing me home. I'm not turning back now. All we've suffered... All the lunches we weren't invited to. All the lies told on us. While I'm pastoring. Yeah, Pastor John owns a nightclub and his wife does table dances. (laughs) You think I'm making this stuff up? No. Had one person said, how many of y'all remember Beth? Beth White, my sister. I can't believe I'm telling y'all this. This is just cleanse yourself Sunday. Just tell stories. (laughs) This person left our church years ago and said that they could not believe when they got out from under. They said, I, I just, he has this demonic anointing. And I didn't realize it until I got out from under it that I was uh, hypnotized. Five years I hypnotized her. He said, that's why he hired Beth. Because she's a psychologist. And when anybody in the church would come out from under the hypnosis, she would schedule a one-on-one meeting with them and put them back under hypnosis. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got some good ones for you. I got some good ones. So I'm using silly as well as we've buried irreplaceable people. We've fought demons. We've fought devils. We've fought people. We've fought our, in our family for our faith. We've, we've held ground. We've been bruised and bloodied. I'm not turning back this close. The Lord's helped us. And we're too far. We've come through too much. We've paid too high a cost. Can't turn back because of the great cloud of witnesses here and there. Everyone at your work is waiting for you to fall. How many times have you heard, huh, and you call yourself a Christian? I'm like, that's it, that's it. <laughs> I hear, I had someone tell me the other day, and you call yourself a man of God. I'll knock you down. <laughs> they, they don't know that we ain't always been sweet. Anyway the cloud of witnesses above you have relatives looking over the portal of heaven saying oh don't quit don't quit don't quit i don't know how we'll make it this year we got people in this room serving today whose spouses have walked out this year and they're barely hanging on we got people here that buried their relatives this week we have people that buried children and you're not supposed to bury your children before you die we've had losses and the Lord has sustained them and helped you and all I can tell you is the one that's helped you up to today will help you in the coming year don't turn back don't don't listen to this violin wooing you look at what you're missing look at all your friends yeah I know my friends with the same picture in their 50s holding their little beard that we had when I was 18 and and the liver's bursting. I understand all that. And the devil just plays this music, come on back, come on back, and then he gets you here and he beats your brains out with that violin. We've come too far to turn back. Our vows are upon us. The cloud of witnesses are watching because we know and truly there's nothing to turn back to yeah. People say, it's just so hard to live for the Lord. What did you do before the Lord? I remember depression and we, we drank because our life was so horrible. I, was, I just want to forget. I got to live for Friday. So I lived 18 hours a week. I gave up so much for the Lord. Alcoholism, vomiting. Hangover, cirrhosis of the liver, all these things. I gave it all up for the Lord. What are we going to turn back to? The Bible says it's like a dog turning back to vomit. We need to sober ourselves in this coming year because the devil is playing a long con on some of you. You've compromised at the core of who you are. You've not denounced Jesus, but you've compromised and he's gotten you further and further away. And if you are not close. You you have to be close with the Lord to trust in the Lord. You, You can't trust Him at a distance. You have to be near Him and know of Him because the devil's subtle. Anyway, number four, hitherto has the Lord helped us so we will not look elsewhere. We will not look to the world. We will not look to others. We will not look to ourselves. Yes, we have giftings, yes, we have abilities, yes, we have skill sets, we have knowledge, we have plans. But we who are led by faith, the just live by faith. They, they live following the Lord. We don't trust in people. We're not looking to other gods, other powers, other methods. We're not looking to an all-seeing eye, the, the higher power, whatever you call him. We are looking unto the author and finisher of our faith... And there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. His name is Jesus. Not looking to anyone else. Be careful of this last day gospel. Paul told you about it. It mentions Jesus, but it's not of Jesus. Because Jesus is the focal point and he's the finishing point of the faith. He's not one of many teachers or prophets or He was in the beginning. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory. Glory of the only begotten of God full of grace and full of truth. And since the Lord has helped me this far I'm not going to depend upon I'm not going to depend upon my plans. I have planned for my wife and family in case something happens for me. To me. I have planned for retirement years though I doubt we'll ever get there. I believe the Lord is at the door. But I've planned for all those things. But I ain't looking to those things. You could go to the bank Monday morning. What are you going to do if the doors are chained up with a little padlock on it? You call your little number and they say, Sorry, the number you have reached is no longer in service. What are you going to do? You see, you see? Yeah, call on Jesus. These people stole from me. They're gone. <laughs> so this one thing, it's like we plan... As if it's up to us, but we live as if it's up to God. We trust in the Lord. Okay, very quickly. Hitherto has the Lord helped us because of the Lamb. When Samuel offered that Lamb and Samuel prayed for them, it is a type of Christ. Well, how can Christ be the Lamb and the one that prays? Watch. Before the world was created, Christ was the offerer. He offered himself. He was the offering and he was in the Father receiving the offering. And because the Lord... The lamb, because the Lamb dies... And because the voice acknowledging the Lamb... Cries to God... We are helped. You are not helped because you're a good person. You're not helped because you go to Christ's chapel... Or, 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 or part of the assemblies of God. You're not helped because you had a good year. You're helped because of the Lamb. The spotless Lamb died for your sins... And the Bible says that his blood speaks better things than that of Abel. Do you remember when Cain killed Abel? He killed him with the stone. And the Bible says his blood cries from the ground. The blood of Abel said, avenge me. And the blood of Jesus says, forgive them. Forgive them. It speaks of better things than that of Abel. And know this, that the Lord is going to help me, not because I had a good year and not because I pastor And not because I have gifts or abilities. And not because I trust. Because of the Lamb. All eyes are on Jesus. And everything you have. Every position. Every promise. Every process. Every protection. Every provision. Every victory. Is because of what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross. And his resurrection. And his ascension to the right hand of the Father. That is why we're blessed. That's it. Preachers will say, oh, you got to be part of this church and you got to be under this ministry to get this anointing. Don't listen to that garbage. I don't have an anointing. I share in the anointing that he will allow. Your blessings do not come from men. Even if it comes through the hands of men, the Lamb. See, I can expect help in the coming year because of the Lamb. And the voice, the lamb and the voice, the lamb. He died and he prays. He died and he prays. And it said, and the Lord heard him. The Lord heard him. Ben, if you would come on up, please. You and Eden, please. Hitherto is the Lord helped us with demonstrations of great power. As the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel, the Bible said the Lord thundered with a great thunder. When I read something like that in the King James, that's got to mean something different besides thundered with the thunder. They're two totally different words. He thundered with the thunder. The first thundered means I'm going to make a statement. And you ever heard thunder? I mean, you know, just normal thunder, but then if you heard some, you said, okay, either a plane just hit the building. I mean, thunder that'll shake you all the way on the inside. Well, when God saw the Lamb, which was a type of what was to come. And he heard Samuel, who was a type of the one to come. It was as if all the elements in heaven collided together. And the thunderings from heaven and the the thunder claps and the lightning bolts were so loud that it went inside the Philistines and they didn't know who the enemy was or anything. They didn't know how to fight. They were literally liquid men. And Israel who had gathered together not to fight but to pray chased their enemies and had absolute victory over all of them what demonstrations of power has God done in your life he thundered in the 80's against my fraternity brothers and all those that said oh that's just John's got him a little religion and he the clouds together and gave burst of power that freed me from all of the things that owned me. And you've got things that you made it out of and walked through. And there are people in this room, maybe not a lot, but some of us. As the Lord liveth, I thought I was losing my mind. And he thundered. And he put he he pushed my enemies back and pulled me into a cove and wrapped his arms around me and protected me and when my fire almost went out, I don't know who this is in here, I mean it was on its last little flicker and he put his hands around you like this and he kept you thunder isn't always thunder it's demonstrations of bursts of power right before you fall david said i almost fainted but i I stood stabilized and i stood up and i believed to see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living i'm thankful for his deliverance what he's delivered me out of from and into you may lose a step or two and you may lose an individual battle here and there you may suffer lack or loss or sorrow And other people may say of you, there is no help for you in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield unto me. You're my glory and the lifter of my head. There's no help for him in God. Hitherto, you don't know him like I know him. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Nay, in all these things we're more than a conqueror. If God be for us, who can be against us? And finally, hitherto has the Lord helped us. So why would you expect anything else in the coming year? The geopolitical structure of our world, the coming national, regional, and economic collapse of our monetary system, the persecution, of the Christian church not only global but in the U.S. all of this is right on the horizon the coming of the Lord the revealing of the man of sin the man of perdition the antichrist the one world government the one world religion demonic forces opening up from the pit of hell and the Bible said that these days were going to be so evil that if God didn't shorten them nobody would live and the Christian the Christian is supposed to look at the new year coming, say, deal the next card. Yes. See, that, that's the victory. The victory is not being kept from, it's the kingdom within you that's not moved. See, if you killed me, you put a gun to my head and killed me, before I hit the ground, I'm with Christ. Yes. Ain't worried. So, hitherto, if the Lord helped you, What are you facing in 2016? What's your fear? What's your worry? What's your concern? What's your trepidation? And I'm going to ask you one question. And we're going to give our hearts to the Lord in a new way today. Hitherto, hasn't the Lord helped you? (laughs) I call you faithful. I wish I could preach better, Father. I wish I could tell it better. But you are faithful, 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 good, kind, powerful. When I needed you most, you were faithful. If there ever was a man in Macon, Georgia that could say hitherto, has the Lord been faithful to take care of It's me. I want to bless your name in the congregation of the righteous I bless your great name I bless you O Lord you've helped me you've helped me in my weakness my sorrow you've helped me you are my glory you're the one I look to, the one I lean on so undeserved Lord, may you deposit within us an awareness. Just to, I know you won't do it for us, but you, would you quicken us so we could see just for this one moment today how you've helped us. And let it change the way we look at the coming year. Let there be a deep running stream of trust where when the devil or people try to talk us out of our confidence and our peace we could say with a confidence, you must think I'm one of those people that don't know the Lord. Hitherto if the Lord helped me. Would you do this with me this morning? We've got just a few minutes more. I don't want us to hurry here. This the most important part. When you respond to the Word of God, the Bible says that the Word of God is quick and powerful. It It cuts stuff away that you couldn't rip off of you. As you respond to this message, whether it's prayer or song, just acknowledge, just just respond an authentic response of whatever it was from today and say, whatever it is on your heart to the Lord, and may the Lord fill our hearts with it. Would you stand with us? I've asked Eden and Ben to lead us in this song. this way just for a moment I really feel I'm supposed to do this I'm sorry to interrupt that part but maybe you're there and it's so important not to worry about what people think it's, there's action there's, that we respond there's people here if the Lord gave me this word that you're so anxious about the coming year worried or, or depressed or b- overburdened And the Lord wants you to know that the government of the world is upon his shoulders. The earth's like his footstool. And the Bible said, cast your care on him because he cares for you. Will you, with every eye on you, come and give that burden for this year to the Lord? Just come and stand around this front. We're going to sing it one more time and go home. No one will embarrass you. If you're carrying that burden or that anxiety, just come stand around here. You don't have to tell people what it is. The Lord knows. Come on. Come on. Come on. I give it to you, God. just a moment and pray for us those in the altar look this way right before we dismiss this part of the service I really want to encourage you about this as you live with the Lord you'll learn patterns you'll learn little things that overlap and overlay and you think how unsearchable is the wisdom of God and how far past are his ways from being found out so your history okay your hitherto it's with you all the time You don't have to call a pastor, or a bishop, or a priest, or a pope, or an apostle. All you got to do is turn and point back and go, hitherto has the Lord helped you carry your hitherto with you. Nobody can take your history. He's been good. Life can be hard, but God's been good to you. Final thing is this. Jesus said, learn of me and you'll find what? Rest for your souls. Learn of how I do. Learn of how I do what I do. Learn how faithful, learn how dependable. And when you get there, look back and realize I'm I'm with you. Even when it gets very, very difficult, let the words of your mouth say, Hitherto, that one word. I'm gonna put it on my fridge. I may paint the house. I may paint the house. Hitherto that the Lord helped us. Y'all feel like the Lord was good to us today? Amen. I just wanted to say something. I don't often speak to you in front of everybody. When I think of the the hitherto for my life and how the Lord helped me, you're it. You're a good woman, a good wife. And I I wouldn't want to do this without you. You make me look real good. Would you bow your heads as we pray? Lord,
1: you have been so very kind to us. Yes, you have, Lord. So very sweet to us, Lord God just ask for our church this year, I ask for the people in this church and for myself and for my husband, Lord, that you would call us deeper into your love, Lord God. And whatever places we are, the things that we may be anxious about or afraid of, you know, sometimes it's hard for us, Lord, to release control in an area because we're not exactly certain what the outcome will be, or if that's exactly what we would want, Lord God. But my history with you is that your plan and your pathway far surpasses anything that I could have ever dreamt of. And so, Lord, we just fall back into your arms. We ask for you to wrap your arms around us, Lord God. And that we would just continue to walk forward with you deeper and deeper into your love, Lord God. Let us never, never miss an opportunity to tell somebody else about your goodness towards yes, us. Yes, And we just ask for your blessing and we thank you for your presence here today. And we ask that you'd be with our church, Lord God, and go with us. And it's in your mighty, uh, your mighty name we pray, Lord God.
0: Amen. Have a wonderful week. God bless you.